Governor Lamont is hoping to find alternative energy solutions for Connecticut residents. Currently, they pay the highest electricity bills in the continental U.S. Connecticut's Commissioner of Energy and Environmental Protection, Katie Dykes, says reliance on fossil fuels is more unpredictable than ever due to the war in Ukraine. The best option is to actually expedite steps towards energy independence to help insulate our state and our region from these geopolitical events, which we have been historically unique exposed to in comparison to other states in the U.S. because we have for so long been importing fossil fuels into our region to keep our grid reliable. Lamont has proposed a bill that will allow the department, along with the General Assembly's Environment Committee, to start looking into those alternatives. You're listening to After All Things, WSHU's daily news update from the Connecticut, New York region. There are a few bills in Connecticut aimed at delaying the sale of Sikorsky. A new survey finds residents want the state to do something about the high cost of housing, and inflation is making it difficult for community health centers to keep their doors open. Those stories and more are coming up. I'm Sabrina Garon. The Connecticut Airport Authority is urging state lawmakers to reject legislation that would require its lease or purchase of Bridgeport's Sikorsky Memorial Airport to be approved by the town of Stratford. WSHU's Ebang Udama explains. The money is Connecticut's share of more than $200 million that's been doled out by the Biden administration to 49 states and territories. The funds will establish state crisis intervention court proceedings and extreme risk protection order programs that keep guns out of the hands of people who pose a threat to themselves and others. The resources come as a result of the bipartisan Safer Communities Act, passed by Congress and signed into law by President Biden last June. New York has been awarded $13.3 million. Ebong Udama, WSH News. A majority of Connecticut residents responding to a new survey support policies that would make housing more affordable in the state. WSHU's Shelley Hasman Kadish reports. The survey, sponsored by a coalition of affordable housing advocacy groups, finds that 61 percent of registered voters favor allowing the state to intervene in local housing decisions. About 40 percent say that housing is a local issue and it's for the towns to decide. The poll was sponsored by a collective called Growing Together Connecticut and administered by the polling firm Embold Research, which reached over 2,500 registered voters online. The survey is released as state lawmakers consider solutions to the affordable housing shortage, while some towns continue to resist local zoning changes. A bill introduced in the legislature's housing committee last week would require towns to carry out affordable housing plans. Towns that fail to act would face penalties from the state. Shelley Hassman Kadish, WSHU News. New York state officials are worried that misinformation is spreading about Governor Hochul's plans to address climate change with a phase out of fossil fuel systems. Republicans have raised concerns about the costs in Hochul's proposals, including a ban on new fossil fuel heating equipment for buildings of any size by 2035. Doreen Harris is president and CEO of New York State Energy Research and Development Authority. 
And as we look ahead, advances in renewable energy, energy storage, and clean transportation will provide new opportunities to fulfill New York's ambitious clean energy and jobs agenda. This year, new buildings under seven stories can't install gas for cooking or heating, and any new residential and commercial buildings will go all electric in the next decade. Community health centers in Connecticut say they're struggling to compete with the state's big hospital systems, and more money would help. That story's coming up after headlines and a message from our supporter. Support for After All Things comes from Hartford HealthCare. More COVID vaccine answers at hartfordhealthcare.org slash vaccine or 833-621-0600. Shinnecock tribal member has been selected for an advisory council by the New York State Education Department. Jermaine Smith and other leaders around the state met in January to discuss the needs of indigenous students, including absenteeism and diversity, equity and inclusion. Smith is also secretary of the Shinnecock Council of Trustees and a member of the Southampton Board of Education. A Metro North train derailed in New Canaan, Connecticut yesterday at the Elm Street platform, crashing through a fence and ending up just feet away from a busy intersection. Only a conductor and an engineer were on board at the time, and MTA crews had trains up and running again by later that day. This is actually the third time that a train went off the rails in this exact spot in the last 12 years. First in 2011 during a snowstorm and later in 2016 due to a faulty switch. Stony Brook University has defended itself from criticism over its maintenance of the Southampton campus. State Assemblymember Fred Thiel accused the university of being, quote, the biggest slumlord on the East End. He called the university a failure for delays in renovating Southampton Hall, leaving students to study in poor conditions. A Stony Brook spokesperson responded to the accusation by maintaining the university's, quote, commitment to Southampton, the campus, and the community. Over a dozen community health centers in Connecticut have urged the Lamont administration for increased funding. They say the way they're allocated money is outdated and more funds are needed to compete with hospital systems. WSHU's Molly Ingram has more. Over 250 community health centers provide a wide range of health care to hundreds of thousands of Connecticut residents a year who otherwise might not have access to medical services. These centers rely on government funding to remain open, but their Medicaid payments are based on formula developed from the cost of health care in 2001. Karen Daly is the CEO of Optimus Healthcare Incorporated. They have 30 sites throughout Bridgeport, Stratford, Milford, and Stanford, but the company is considering closing some locations. With the increase in inflation and the increase in the cost of services, such as our staffing, supplies, and the ability to maintain our infrastructure and our buildings, we are starting to pare back on our services because that's the only way we can remain viable. Daly says retaining staff has been difficult because big hospitals have better pay and benefits to offer. When your staff is feeling the impact of inflation on their own you know, personal finances, they're going to look to their employer to hopefully raise their salaries. 
That has not been possible for us to do this year. She says the cost of health care continues to rise, specifically since COVID-19. The cost of goods certainly has gone up since the pandemic exponentially. Shortcomings in Connecticut have led community health leaders to seek guidance from other states, like New York. They're recognizing that community health centers have a number of costs that are not currently covered within the existing rates. That's Sabrina Trachi, the CEO of the Wheeler Clinic in Connecticut. She says community health centers in New York have worked with their state and its Medicare agencies in a way that Connecticut centers have not been able to. So things like keeping facilities up to date and having state-of-the-art equipment to serve our most neediest patients, recognizing that salaries and benefits needed to be increased in order to be able to have a workforce that is qualified and ready and available to meet the community needs. Now, they're hoping that Governor Ned Lamont can follow Governor Kathy Hochul in finding a way to support the centers with the state's over $1 billion surplus or leveraging federal coronavirus relief funding before it expires in the 2023 to 2024 fiscal year. New York City used $35 million to establish a public health corps with more than 500 community health workers. Trachi says the first thing Connecticut needs to do is raise its rates. A bill proposed in Connecticut by Representative Jamie Foster would raise the rates and find job opportunities for individual community health workers, known as CHWs, but not centers. I think the cost savings of CHWs in the healthcare system and the benefits to the population to having a CHW are really strong. Thompson of Staywell Health says they have made some headway to get rate increases for the centers, but are also challenged by a government that is trying to save money. The reality is the Department of Social Services has to approve this, and in the past they have not approved what we call changes of scope when you're adding on a service or a new site. I can understand the reasoning. They're trying to keep their expenses down, too. Without more funding, they warn that the state's two largest hospital systems, Hartford HealthCare and Yale New Haven Health, will continue to gobble up their local centers and their staffing. That will also be difficult for those who are uninsured and residents without access to preventative health care. Molly Ingram, WSHU News. For the latest news from Long Island and Connecticut, you can listen on the radio or anytime online at WSHU.org or with the WSHU app. After All Things is supported by Hartford HealthCare. And if you like podcasts like this, WSHU has several others for you to check out on everything from video games to climate change. They're all there for you on our website or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Sabrina Garone. Have a great rest of your evening. We'll talk tomorrow.